Thank goodness you're all right. Is everything okay? Honey, I shrunk the audience. <laughs> Journey with us now to the dawn of recorded time as we explore the amazing story of human communication. W Radio, your information station. Hello, my friend, and welcome to the WW Radio Show, your Walt Disney World information station. I am your host, Lou Mangiello, and this is show number 684. And together, as we have been since 2005, we're going to celebrate the magic of the Disney parks, movies, Marvel, Star Wars, and more here on the podcast, my weekly live video, events, blog, and more. Please be sure to join the community, subscribe to the podcast, and find everything else at www.radio.com. So this week, we're going to continue our patriotic journey through the parks with our list of the top 10 all-American foods in Walt Disney World. From individual items to specific locations, we'll look at some of the delicious ways you can literally get a taste of America in the parks and resorts. Then stay tuned to our Disney trivia question of the week and more updates at the end of the show. And if you like what you hear, please share the show and tell a friend. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode of the WW Radio Show. As America prepares to celebrate its independence on July 4th, last week we looked at some of the many ways the Disney parks, not just in America, but around the world, have celebrated the United States in attractions, shows, pavilions, and complete lands. But what we didn't discuss is one of the most important aspects of our great nation, because in many ways, food built America and the many diverse cultures, backgrounds, and flavors made us Americans. A new culinary celebration rooted in all races. That's my really bad Benjamin Franklin interpretation of the beginning of the American adventure. And so as I half-jokingly, I'm so sorry, Ben, as I alluded to on last week's show, the 10 ways the Disney parks have celebrated America, this week we're going to go and look at the top 10 all-American foods in Walt Disney World. And joining me once again is a man like Walt who loves America and like Walt has a pretty plain palate and doesn't stray much from the basics. Even Walt's chili might be a stretch for him, but he is Tim Meat and Potatoes Foster from Celebrations (laughs) Magazine and Guide to the Magic.com. I have so much to unpack there with what you just said. I mean, some of my entries might surprise you with my gentle palate accusation you threw at me. Second of all, Benjamin Franklin would be very proud of you. That was well done. And third of all, I'm most excited about this list because I think if nothing else, it's going to add at least five or six more places you will take me to to eat at Walt Disney World. I agree. And that has me. Yes. I'm giddy with excitement for so many reasons (laughs) because it's combined all the things I love. America, food, top tens and Tim Foster. Clearly not in that order either. Well, it's again, the list is 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 very malleable. (laughs) But look, I've been saying for years that that Walt Disney World is so much more than hot dogs and burgers 
and really can take you on a culinary adventure, but it has all American foods like hot dogs and burgers and so many more meats and sweets and treats that really are like the staples of the American menu. And I'm going to be very curious to sort of go down this list with you because for me, there were some of the very easy ones, but I also remembered that America is a melting pot, literally and figuratively, like a giant fondue pot of cultures and flavors <laughs> and tastes. And uh, look, I, I think, you know, just from a, a, a grander view at the outset, Tim, you know, going to America, I'm sorry, going to America, going to Walt Disney going World. Going to America. <laughs> Coming to America. In America. Three, right. Going to Walt Disney World is, for many Americans, like it, it's sort of like an American rite of passage. Yeah. That's why I go. Thank you, thank you for that defense. All right, get right into this. Is going to be so interesting. Strap in. Um, get, give me your the first item on your list of top ten all American foods in Walt Disney World. All right, I was struggling what to pick. Do I pick the obvious one? Let's get it out of the way, or one that I have. I hope you don't take. I'm going to go for the obvious out of the way. And I got a little scared when you said hot dogs and hamburgers because I thought you were going to dismiss that whole category. It's so obvious we don't need to talk about it. But I mean, let's talk about hot dogs. I'm going to start right there. That was the first thing that immediately popped to mind when you said this. And of course, Casey's Corner. It's it's not. We we all know Casey's Corner. We all know hot dogs. And it's not just about the all-American hot dog. And yes, I go for Walt's chili cheese, all beef foot long. That's me. I do. I do do that. But uh, the whole Casey's Corner uh, theming and the, the Main Street and the baseball and everything. I remember when the, the bleachers were there, when the pinball machine was there. Yeah. Um, great. Uh, great uh, little thing. I always love to point out and share to pe- or share with people. But um so much fun. So, uh, yeah, uh, just everything about it, not just the food, but the decor and the theming and it being on Main Street just screams America. And um, I'm sure you have a lot to add about <laughs> hot dogs and the offerings and so forth. I, I did want to throw in there. This isn't a Fourth of July thing necessarily. But when uh, we talk about hot dogs in this family, we talk about something we got at Casey's Corner. But it was at the uh, Villains After Hours Night, which is more of a Halloween vibe than a Fourth of July. But we got it at Casey's, and I would be remiss if they did not mention the Hades hot dog. And I don't know if I've talked about it on this show, and I don't know if you, Lou Mangiello, have had a Hades hot dog. I don't think I have. Oh, all right. Let, let me paint a picture for you. So it's it's the hot dog. And again, it's at Casey's. Um, has buffalo chicken on the top. Diced celery, spicy ranch, and a fiery cheese dust, as they (laughs) describe it. But best of all, it's in a black bun. Not a blackened bun, not a toasted bun, a black, honest-to-goodness bun. And um, it was was actually a treat. My daughter was aware of it when we went to the Villains After Hours. We weren't quite sure where it was. We spent half the evening uh, tracking this item down, found it, and it was fantastic. So, like I said, when we talk about getting a hot dog at Disney in our family, we actually end up talking about the Hades hot dog. But hey, Casey's is where we go for hot dogs. I know there's so many other places you can go to get them in Disney, and I figure you've got stuff to say on this topic. So, very little other than great minds. Really, do think? Well, look, Casey's was very, okay. very high on my list because it is. It is the. It's. 
It's everything America. It's baseball and hot dogs and Coca-Cola and Walt Disney. I think, you know, refreshment corner in Disneyland. I, I love hot dogs like I, I do just sort of and, and you know, sort of just that plain all beef foot long hot dog. But what I've always loved about Casey's and it's changed and sort of it went away and came back a little bit. I've always loved the toppings bar and that fake Disney yeah. cheese that we know and love <laughs> so very much. And actually, here's the play. You take some of that fake Disney cheese and you dip in some of those corn dog nuggets in there. Oh, yeah. That is that is the way to I'm do it. I'm liking it. Yeah. And, I'm liking you know, it. Like many places in Disney, I want to make sure we mention too, there are plant-based uh, slaw dogs and plant-based hot dogs in there too. So there is now a little something for everyone, but it is, it's, it's a great first entry because it is really Tim, that sort of all American location as well as all American food item. Take me out to the ball game. I dig. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. I'm going first on my list would have been first on my list, even more so based on this past week. Because on June 23rd, just a few days ago, as the day we are recording this, uh, I was fortunate enough to attend the grand, very grand on so many levels, reopening of an American, truly, not just a Walt Disney World, but an American institution. One of, if not the longest running dinner shows in America, the Hoop de Doo Musical Re- Review. This almost, too, should be not just the American, but the Walt Disney World rite of passage, because everything about this screams America, from the food with the cornbread and the pork ribs and the fried chicken and mac and cheese and mashed potatoes and Ma's famous strawberry shortcake, like it is. It is It is the quintessential sort of American backyard barbecue and we won't get too far into the details of the show itself but it is like the hoopty doo is sort of all things you know uh, america um from the red and white checkered napkins to the wonderfully cheesy entertainment and how it is something that the family like walt wanted could enjoy together it hasn't really changed much in almost 50 years and there's a reason for that tim like because the classics like this still continue to speak to people it still continues to entertain people and maybe you know the apple pie is now strawberry shortcake and you know maybe a song might have changed but for all intents and purposes that script that show that menu has remained a favorite for five decades See, now, admittedly, next time I come down, you need to take me there. It's been forever since I've been there, actually. So now you're painting a picture and I need to go. And I'm all in for strawberry shortcake. That's fine with me. And the food is delicious. I would put that fried chicken up against some of the best fried chicken. And for some people, it is the best fried chicken. And everything sort of, it's family style and brought out in these big cast iron. It used to be buckets. Now it's cast iron skillets. (laughs) Uh, They have an entirely new allergy-friendly platter, which is vegan and gluten-free with jackfruit. And the green beans are delicious, by the way. I had to try them. And cauliflower and potatoes. You ate your veggies. Good for you. I I always eat my veggies. Um, And we'll get to the importance of eating veggies on a future entry on my list as well. But 
Hoopty. And actually, we've been planning to do a WWE Radio night at the Hoopty Doo review. Um, we actually had a date in mind, and the response was so great. How great was it? It was so great. Um, they couldn't accommodate us. So stay tuned. We are oh. going to do a WWE Radio night at the Hoopty Doo later on this year. And hopefully, maybe we'll even get Timmy Foster to come down and join us. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That would be swell. We'll share that. Well, you know what? Next to my, I was hoping for the next one on my list. I was gambling you weren't going to take it, and and you didn't. But it's <laughs> it's it's kind of on the same thing of a place. It's it's just as much about the food as it is about the theming and the and the the the, the vibe of the place. And um, this wasn't I thought of right away, but as soon as I recalled it, I went. Of course, we have to put this on the list. And this is over. At Hollywood Studios and the 50s, yes, see, 50s Primetime Cafe. And I see I was gambling because I figured you might snag this one early. So let me let me get this one in. And um, I mean, of course, the whole place is, you know, it's retro America, the 50s and 60s. You're sitting at those the Formica tables. I remember like at my grandma's house and, and uh, watching the old TVs and. Uh, yeah, and actually, last time we were there, because I only got it. I don't know if I should admit this out loud. I had a salad. That's all I got. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> and I got what? well, well, because I know. I mean, there's so much you, but you talk about. Two, I'm going to judge just a little bit. Well, I mean, there's so much to choose from, as you know. Speaking of fried chicken, they have fried chicken and uh, meatloaf and pot roast and. Uh, my thing was, if I this was lunch and I'm at the point in my life where I know if I eat this, I I, I want cousin Megan's traditional meatloaf. I want Aunt Liz's golden fried chicken, mom's old fashioned pot roast. I would love this. If I ate it, though, I would be a slug the rest of the day. <laughs> forget I, I mean, forget rock and roller coaster. I, even Star Tours is out of the question at this point. And, I, I am at that point in my life, so I did play it a little conservative with the salad. But but nothing will ever stop me from getting. Uh, I mean, all those menu items are wonderful and so Americana, especially how they're named. And I mean, the portions are huge. That's part of the problem for me. Um, but I, I cannot leave the primetime cafe without indulging. One of those other great American traditions, the milkshake. And by far, and I think to me, this is one of the best desserts in all of Walt Disney World, the peanut butter and jelly milkshake. First time I had it, my knees, my knees literally buckled outside as I was walking around. Someone had to hold me up. It it was it was so good. But um, but again, it's it's more like you were talking about with Hoopty Doo Review. It's it's not just the food. It's the whole theming and the vibe and get your elbows off the table. I will tell you, Lou, though, when we ate there. I put my elbows on the table so many times throughout my meal because I wanted to get yelled at, but either I have a nice face or they were distracted. It's it must be the the latter because I didn't get yelled at. I was I was mildly disappointed, but I tried my best to misbehave, but I didn't get yelled at. So, you know, it sounds like dining with Tim Foster is such a unique experience because of of such <laughs> visceral and outward reactions that you have to things. Primetime Cafe, absolutely super high on my list because, again, the menu is that comfort food, the chicken and the pot roast and the meatloaf and other favorites from our childhood. And and 
it's called comfort food for a reason. And that's what <sighs> 50s Primetime Cafe, for me, Tim, it was almost more about the place than it was the menu itself. Because mm-hmm. it is that slice of Americana and days gone by. And you know that I am very much a nostalgic and that, you know, mid 50s home that from, you know, Look, when you first walk in, you're sort of in dad's den, that sort of waiting area there with the TVs and all the stuff and, and that the the decor of the cookie jar and the teapots and those weird ceramic figurines that your grandmother had all of the ha- her house to <laughs> dad's basement bar, right? Sort of like dad's liquor cabinet to mom's kitchen. You mentioned the Formica tables and the TVs with I Love Lucy and Father Knows Best yeah. and Mickey Mouse Club. The environment and the atmosphere here is really almost why you go. Like I love I love getting the um like the sampler platter and then but other things like deviled eggs. Like, you know, deviled eggs is is one of the things on the appetizer menu that you get because it reminds you of those nostalgic times at home. I love the fact that it's also akin to hoopty doo is almost theater as much as it is just a dining experience because minding your manners and having your cousin serving you and even the way that you're called to your table and the costumes that they wear it is very much a performance they are cast members as much if not more so than servers and bussers and and hosts etc because of the show that is put on there and i think all those things combined is why this is such a wonderful, welcome, and yeah, comforting slice of Americana. I feel better. See, I have my elbows on the desk right now, and I'd feel good if better if you, you yelled at me to get my elbows <laughs> off the table. I, you know what? I think I don't know that I've ever done nothing. I don't nothing. know that I've ever done a live. I'm thinking, I don't think I've ever done a live dining review of 50s primetime. Oh. If only there was somebody. Anybody who would come hmm. and review, uh, whatever. I'm sure I can find hmm. somebody. Hmm. Well, make sure, going... try, try your best to get yelled at, though, because that's, that's... <laughs> it's right. Listen, much like being at my grandmother's house, it was easy to get yelled at. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go slightly off because I want to sort of mix things up a little bit, but also call attention to possibly an area not only that you may never not have thought about but you may have necessarily been consciously aware of what it is and why it is there it is not about the items on the menu than it necessarily is and yes the items on the menu are are very patriotic because it's same thing it's burgers it's hot dogs it's fried chicken nuggets but i want you to come with me to Rosie's All-American Cafe. And it's, oh. again, it's not because of the menu. It's because of where you are. So Rosie's is part of the Sunset Ranch Market over near Tower of Terror on Sunset Boulevard. And I love this area because if you, it sort of harkens back to that that World War II time period, the victory effort that was made here in America and, and Rosie the Riveter. And, but if you look carefully, you'll see Rosie's Victory Garden. So to the right rear of the building is this garden you probably have walked by but never necessarily had noticed. And during the 
during wartime, people would plant their own victory gardens, which in which they would plant their own fruits and vegetables and herbs to help free up supplies so that more of these items would be available to be sent to troops. It's estimated that like 20 million Americans had victory gardens during World War II and produced almost 40% of all the vegetables produced in the country. And I love that because there's a piece of important American history grounded in reality here. There's an educational opportunity. It fits into this area, this time period of the, you know, the 30s and the 40s and the 50s, etc. And and even looking at some of the things that are grown there, Rosie's uses the produce for some of the food that is used in the restaurant. You'll see that there's uh, like peppers and beans and, and cabbage and, and whatnot. And that are rotated through throughout the different times of the year. You can also see there's a scarecrow dressed as an airman. There's like a wind spinner, like a... Um, uh, dressed like uh, Uncle Sam. There's a weather vane made to look like a battleship. Yes, the food is fine. Again, the hot dogs and the cheeseburgers and, and all that stuff. But it really is about the American history, the story that's being told there of a very important, very patriotic time in American history. You know, what? what one of the things that I love the most about Disney and you, Lou Mangiello, is there's never... You can never know everything. You're always learning something new. I didn't know about all of what you just said. And that is so cool. And I'm going to, well, next time, next time I go, I got to check that out. I was unaware of that. I had a. The, when you go to the pickup counter and even like to the, the car, yeah. there's a ton of, of authentic period memorabilia up on the walls, um, uh, embedded into the counter and stuff too. I mean, there's a, there really is a treasure trove of little, Again, authentic um, pieces of America, Americana there. And I was just there. I had a the, that's where you get hot dogs, right? This particular one. You can get hot dogs. No, with it. Well, of the many stands there, because I wasn't sure I ended up. Yeah, hot dogs, no, I was there. Hot dogs, cheeseburgers, all that. I think yeah, even I got a, I got I one and have a plant based lobster roll, like a plant based main <laughs> lobster there you go. roll there. It, it's I think it's made of hearts of palm. There you go. Well, I mean, I went for chili cheese hot dog or whatever that during Christmas. And I just at night and I was watching Tower of Terror in my own little corner, but I was unaware of all of this other stuff. Talking about. So fit. Oh, I know where I'm going to at least learn some history. Let's see for my next one. Well, hey, my next one. So this is a place we actually. We pretty much go here every time we go to Walt Disney World. It's I'm heading out to the resorts now. We're getting out of the parks for a little bit. Um. You know, it's hard for me to say which resort is my favorite, but absolutely at the top of the list to be considered is the Wilderness Lodge. And not a trip goes by when we don't make it a point to go to the Whispering Canyon mm -hmm. for lunch. So and again, it's not just the food, it's the experience. And I have gotten yelled at there many a time. <laughs> and uh We've done we've done all the things like uh, my daughter asked for ketchup once we ended up with 12 bottles of ketchup. I asked for the large iced tea and got a whole mason jar of iced tea, all of that stuff. But but, you know, at the end of the day, 
it kind of is about the food. And we've gotten all kinds of stuff. But of course, the signature dish at, at Whispering Canyon are the skillets. And I, I did. We've had them a few times. I still can't get over. They call one the pig, which is fantastic, I think. But, I, you know, if, if you're not familiar with these skillets, it's just it's literally a skillet. But it's just it's, it's overflowing with all kinds of uh, Americana good food uh, ribs and uh, beef brisket, pulled pork, chicken, uh, potatoes veggies you got your buttered corn and green beans but um <laughs> there, there is a land and sea one with salmon and chicken and sausage but but these are so i mean it's a something you share with everybody it's such a, an americana thing um I, there's so much there to talk about i can't list all the foods that are in there but um um yeah it's 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 a good time i was gonna say something else about the whispering canyon how they yelled at me oh i remember what i was gonna say I remember I remember during, during your meals. No, I remember. Th- well, the Whispering Canyon is fun because they kind of you don't have to do anything. They just yell at you on purpose. I don't know if they do this anymore. I found I did find years ago. One fantastic way to get yelled at was to in, in all instance, ask your server. Do you know how to get to Universal Studios? Oh, oh you will get yelled at. You deserve it. And you deserve it, which is great. I think we actually did that once just for the reaction but uh i do remember once uh who was i with i can't remember i had to stand up in front of everybody and act out i'm a little teapot well uh well if you weren't at 50s prime time then something's wrong because that's probably the only place that that should happen so if you're singing i'm a little teapot at you know yachtsman steakhouse then then something is is amiss no it's a whispering canyon i did this and I'm, you don't remember this, do you? Because it was you. You know, Tim, there's a lot of experiences we've had together that I really... <laughs> you don't remember that one. Walk out of my mind. No, you and I, and I think there's there's video. We had to sing. I'm a little teep. No, we have to sing. We had to act it out. I think we were joined by other dads in the audience. But uh, I I will never forget the experience. Clearly, it made no impression on you. But that's that's okay. I'm not hurt. Again, I'd like to thank my therapist. Um, I'm going to I'm going to piggyback on yours, and in the interest of time, I'm going to double up and I'm going to double oh, down yeah. because they all are sort of connected. When you said wilderness lot, and look, I, I, obviously, I agree with you a thousand percent because that sort of cowboy Americana and the skillets, etc., for Whisping Canyon belongs on my list, but I don't have it on my list per se. What I do have in terms of Wilderness Lodge is a, is a, is a twofer. I'm going to combine these two. When I thought of Wilderness Lodge, the first thing that I put on my list was not a place, but an, a, men, a specific menu item. It's at Geyser Point, mm. one of my favorite places in Walt Disney World. Ooh. And it's a burger, but it's the bison burger. Now, Calm your face because I can hear it from here. This bison burger is served with bacon, sweet, crispy onion straws, this marionberry sauce, and a garlic aioli. I think it's $19 somewhere around there. Little Timmy Foster, is this the best burger in all of Walt Disney World? (laughs) 
You know, he I says, knew this question was going to come right. up. He says this and pauses for dramatic effect. We'll see for my- when I do the top 10 burgers in Walt Disney World. But I will tell you Wait, that that's it's a thing? up there. Because okay. it, it, you would never, if, if you weren't told it's bison, you almost wouldn't know because it's not gamey at all. But it's incredibly juicy and salty and garlicky. And believe it or not, Timmy Foster, in the interest of wanting to hopefully, bison is actually a healthier alternative to beef because it's lower in fat, it's lower in calories, it's full of micronutrients and minerals, and it's a much leaner burger than beef. And you can actually get this both in sort of the sit-down lounge area as well as from the quick service. So you've got this sort of cross between counter service and sit-down. You can get it at both. But the the bison burger absolutely, without question, falls on the list because bison too sort of this very sort of american american animal well that's an american animal to be sure and forgive me if i'm taking yours but it might even be able to to segue into Uh you cannot you cannot like de facto have a conversation about all american foods without including the singular definitive all american dessert which is apple pie it is again yeah. that comfort, true slice of home. I've actually done the research, Tim. Supposedly, according <laughs> to the American Pie Council, one out of five Americans name it as their favorite. And over at the Whispering Canyon Cafe, of which you just made mention, they have a Granny Smith apple pie. It's big. And it's flaky and it's served by the slice a la mode, obviously. And it's layered with these tart and sweet Granny Smith apples and has almost like this flaky, cakey top crust, which is delicious and offers so many different sort of textures when you it is fantastic. And because of the list, it is truly the all-American dessert. That I've had and <laughs> totally agree. I'm with you on that one. And if uh, your discussion of, of the burger, if that was an invitation that you're going to take me to go have one, I'm all in. It is always. I don't know invitation. if that's what you meant, you but I'm going with it. Timmy Foster. Right. <laughs> oh, let's see. <clears throat> I had. <clears throat> so our next one, it's, it's, this is actually on my list for sort of another reason, but this is also home. When you talk about what your favorite burger is and the best burger, I'm not going to lay claim that this is the best burger in all of Walt Disney World, but it's one of my favorites. And I don't even know if this would even crack your list because it's kind of an out there one, but this is over. The next entry on my list is the Grand Floridian Cafe. And the burger entry, although I have a better reason why this is on the list, but the burger entry, it's one of my favorite things I seem to always find myself getting. This is the lobster Thermidor burger, hmm. which, you know, I when you're talking uh, picnics and barbecues and fireworks and hamburgers and hot dogs and baseball in the field, 
I'm not sure lobster Thermidor burger is something you're putting in the picnic basket necessarily, but it is oh so good. It's literally it's a lobster tail or lobster these days used to be a whole lobster tail, but, you know, on the burger with um, <clears throat> Thermidor sauce. And it's it's so good. Again, I don't know if that cracks your top 10 of burgers in the park, but that's one of my favorites. But the actual reason I have the Grand Floridian Cafe on my list is one of the other entrees that I get quite frequently. And to me, this has Americana stamped all over it, and that's the shrimp and grits, which uh, at the Grand at the Grand Floridian Cafe, it's jumbo ship with chorizo and fennel served on uh, cheese grits. And the fun thing about cheese grits, one, they're awesome. And they're oh so good. And they do fill you up. Um, I didn't know if I was going to cheat and go for two for one on this entry, but this dish is served in a few other restaurants, but with slightly different variations on it. Um, and you know what? You did a two for one. I'm going to go two for one. <laughs> so the other place you can get this, and I just had this on the last trip, not a place you might think of to go get this kind of dish, but it was over at the Coral Reef at Epcot, which also has a shrimp and grits, shrimp and grits entree. Um, this time it's cheddar grits with the uh, corn succotash, handily sausage and Creole spice emulsion. Oh, so good. And yeah, it's, it's shrimp. So that's close enough for seafood. So I didn't violate the uh, the uh, go to Coral Reef and you got chicken or something, you know, which seems to be seems to be uh, against the rules, I think. But you can do it anyway. So um, but both of these pla- both of those dishes are so filling, but so full, so hearty and um you know, and these aren't the only two places you can get it, but those are two of my favorites. And, uh, you know, for like you mentioned, apple pie, Whispering Canyon, desserts a plenty. Key lime uh, tart, key lime pie to me, that's that's the Florida Keys. That screams fun America, refreshing stuff. That's one of my favorites. A key lime um, delights is to be found at the Coral Reef with the key lime tart, which is uh, it's <laughs> fun to eat, but also beautiful to look at. But eat it anyway, because it's good. And you and I shared a lobster, uh, not not one, but a pair of lobster Thermidor burgers once at the cafe. I don't know if you remember that. Uh, I'm curious you if you do. You seem to forget so much of it. I do. Food. And I thank you for clarifying how we exactly shared the burger. Not yeah, not the same one. Yeah, other. I wanted yeah. to make clear that was yeah, that was a, that was. A... So I want to show you what I'm going to do here <laughs> in terms of sneaking one in that wouldn't necessarily oh, come on yeah. my list because you said shrimp and grits and then it started yeah. me thinking about sort of southern cooking right what to what sort of southern foods again we talk about the, the diversity of of the cultures and and the uh, parts of the country so the shrimp and grits got me thinking about the south got me thinking about things like biscuits and gravy and um hush puppies and deviled eggs and all those things art smith's homecoming is a slice mm-hmm. of Southern Americana. Those biscuits and gravy and maybe some conch fritters, uh, sorry, some uh, hush puppies and some deviled eggs and they've got catfish and country fried steak and short ribs. Like this is, uh, and given you've never had hummingbird cake, like it's a it's a Southern thing and pecan pie. Art Smith's is a true slice of Americana for any and all of those reasons. And Tim, if you've never been there for brunch, oy, I got to take you there for that too. Mm-hmm. But that wasn't on my list. That's not where I was going. 
No, well, I'll tell you. Yes, you need to take me. I haven't been. The only thing I'll say is for a week and all we just I know. I I know. But remember, if it's at lunch and if we're going on Tower Terror, I'm just getting a salad. So just keep that in mind. We have to time it right. We'll 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 talk about I'm going to order for that's that's the deal. Wherever uh, we go, you have to uh, order for you. I think if I'm buying, at least let me order for you and help introduce you so you can at least you. My feeling has always been try something once. And then if you say you don't mm-hmm. like it, that's fine. You, you shouldn't. Well, it's not it a matter of me not liking it. It's a matter if you want to wheel me around the park to the rest of the day, I'm all in. But that's fine. You know, it's funny because I went. I, I'm aware of the hummingbird pie and I've never had it, but I will. I'll take that back locally here. I went to a store to get food and I decided I needed a dessert because I deserved it. I had a rough day and uh, I got what I thought was carrot cake only to get home and realize I know I got hummingbird cake which was so good. So, and I, I'm aware of it in Disney. I have not had it yet. And it's just reinforced the idea. I got to get down there and have this at Disney. Cause uh, it is, it is so good. And chef arts is yes. the best I've ever. And if you've never had hummingbird cake, it is this pineapple banana cake mm-hmm. with cream cheese, frosting, yeah. frosting. Um, it's, it's fantastic. And they serve it like with a little fruit, like gastric and it's delicious. It's absolutely delicious. Delicious. All right. Quickly going back to the last few on my menu. Thinking about foods once again, and we sort of touched on these a little bit on on some of the other places we've mentioned. One of the foods I think that is inherently American, but is not singular in definition. In fact, when you talk about this food item, you have to talk about it in context of where it comes from because this one food item is basically like four different types of food because you can't say barbecue without talking about where it's from. I chose the barbecue at the Regal Eagle, not the Regal Beagle from three's company with Jack Tripper, (laughs) but (laughs) seventies reference, but the Regal Eagle at the American adventure pavilion And when you talk about barbecue, what I meant when I was referring to is while it is inherently American, it's very, very different depending on what style, what region of the country you get it from. Texas, Memphis, Carolina, Kansas City, each will argue that they are the true definition of what barbecue is, right? Right? Memphis is a dry rub. Texas like like a might be a, a barbecue beef brisket or Kansas City chicken. So inside the Regal Eagle, which I have only like tasted something once. I've never done a full review there yet. Maybe now is the time. Now is the best time to do it. There is also something that is very, very American, and it's the Muppets. Because it's oh. Sam's Centennial Cookoff. It's a salute to all cook-offs, but mostly barbecue. <laughs> Inside, it's designed to look like Sam is hosting this barbecue restaurant, and the four different American barbecue traditions each have different Muppet, you know, pitmasters serving each. So there's the Blue Ribbon Brisket Society, headed by Bobo the Bear, who has Texas brisket with that spicy mop sauce. They literally sort of take like a mop and and slop on that tangy, delicious sauce. 
Sizzlin' Pit Dry Rub Coalition. It's headed by Ralph that has Memphis-style barbecue. The Blue Ridge Vinegar League, headed by Janice. Again, the, the Carolina barbecue is very, it's heavily uh, vinegar-based sauces. And the Old Glory Mustard Guild, headed by Gonzo, who has that Carolina gold, sort of more mustardy-based sauce. From the food that's served inside, where it is served, the decor, the tradition, the Muppets, the Regal Eagle Barbecue is... Is like everything Americana sort of rolled into a single place. Another place you're going to have to take me. I to. will. By the way, I'm famished. I, am fa- I should have had. A yeah, uh, yeah. Never yeah. listen to this, this show hungry, especially when we're doing top ten all American foods at um, Walt Disney World. But yeah, the the Regal Eagle Smokehouse has a, a, a pretty extensive menu: ribs, burgers, brisket chicken cheeseburgers there's salads again there's a plant-based jackfruit burger which is also barbecued um but i need to go and do a a full review if only there was somebody anybody who would come with me if only if only now you say it's funny when you say barbecue at disney the two things that come to mind are the whispering canyon we talked about and something else we recently talked about the burning room scene in spaceship earth that's the first thing i think too soon. I maintain too soon. I mean, too soon. What? <laughs> I mean, first of all, I maintain the burning of the library. It wasn't the burning of barbecue, but OK. Well, no, but now you, you we all know which we just talked about it. And I maintain if they put a, like a little barbecue stand outside of Spaceship Earth, they would clean up. They would clean up. <laughs> but uh, I'm going to go. I think we're at the last ones on our list. So I'm just I'm going to do one. I'll let you do the 57 honorable mentions. (laughs) But uh, I I don't think I don't think the origins of this are strictly American. But I think when you think of uh, picnics and carnivals and Fourth of July and all that kind of stuff, one thing that comes to mind, I'm surprised it took us this long to get here is ice cream, of course. And um, and actually, I was thinking of. Like you said with barbecue, there's so many places you can you can talk about, or some other things like hot dogs. You can get them in so many places. I was thinking, where do I go for ice cream? And I'm sure you have a couple others on your list, but I think hands down the one number one spot would be Beaches and Cream. Not just for the ice cream, but for the theming and the decor of this place. Like we've talked about with so many of these other venues, this is like your your classic you know, on the shore boardwalk, uh, uh, shake ice cream stand with the, again, the, I don't know what it is about the Formica tables and the tile floors and all that, but, uh, it just screams, uh, fun filled summers. Dare I say 4th of July is at the shore of which I've spent a many a year at the, at, at old Jersey shore up in this neck of the woods. And, and it always reminds me of that. I mean, you can go, you can get burgers in your Reuben and all that kind of stuff, but you didn't go there for the, for the lunch. You went there for the ice cream and we all know about the kitchen sink and we've had ours. And uh, I, I will, unless Lou, you want to go through the whole, everything that's on there, including that can of whipped cream, how much, you know, if you want to do that, that's fine. But <laughs> the only thing funny about the, the kitchen sink that I do warn people is it's great when you start. And don't get me wrong, get it, because it's like for those who 
for the few who don't know, it's just every flavor ice cream, every topping in the place, all put together. A whole, yes, a whole can of whipped cream. It's, it's it's fun when it starts and you pick out your favorites. I do I do kind of run into the wall when you get to the bottom, and it, it by this time it's just a murky glop of cherry chocolate snicker gummy. It's kind of a mess when you get to the bottom there, but. It's still a good time. I personally, though, I'm a no way Jose kind of guy with the peanut butter and yeah, hot fudge bro. on my chocolate vanilla ice cream. I'm that. Um, or, hey, you can't go wrong. If you're talking about good old fashioned Americana dessert, you talk about apple pie. I'll counter with a classic banana split. If you want to go that way, that's always a good thing. Uh, get stuff on the go. Get that milkshake. Get those three scoops of ice cream. Uh, it's good stuff. Like I said, I'm a no hey, no way, Jose. A lot of people go for the kitchen sink. That's an experience unto itself. Um, but just just even going for the decor and the vibe of the place and some of that nostalgic boardwalk feel is uh, to me, that's classic Fourth of July to me. So I dig it deserves its place on the list. I agree that the uh, kitchen sink is not the best item on the menu. I'm again, not a sweet <laughs> guy, but I like to know way, Jose. But again, Americana, the the root beer float, right? The Coke float, yeah, yeah. Um, things that you it it's lost a little bit of the counter service soda shop feel once it was expanded a couple yeah. of years ago. But it does have that Jersey boardwalk '30s and '40s vibe to it. If we're getting to the end of our lists, there is one that is not an honorable mention that has to be on this list many would say what took you guys so long why wasn't it first <laughs> because the liberty tree tavern yeah is the the quintessential all american i won't go too deep into it but this is like it's the og walt disney world restaurant right and that has not changed like hoop de do going full circle to my first entry it has not changed much since 1971, yes, they had character dining at one point, but it's classic. It's nostalgic. It is all you can enjoy. Very American comfort food. It's like Thanksgiving every day. But more importantly, it is representative. And I, and I love the details inside. It is modeled after an 18th century colonial American home. And when you walk in, I sort of love this feature. It, it What seems like this almost cavernous lobby sort of waiting area, you're really gathering around the fireplace, right? It, it is sort of this living room of a family home. And from the seed glass on the windows to each of the six unique themed dining areas that has a fireplace and artifacts appropriate for the person that they are dedicated to like john paul jones the silversmith tools in paul revere's room benjamin franklin's kite and keys betsy ross thomas jefferson paul revere george and martha like i love the rich american history that's here and i i i pay attention to the minute details and then sort of take a wider view out. Look at the, the small brick portico. Look at the oak floors and the curtains hung from these cloth loops and 
the textures and the materials that are used to create the blinds and the pewter mugs and the hope chest and the copper pots and the iron kettles, you feel like you have stepped back in time in every single aspect of it. And, you know, while yes, the, the menu itself, and, and again, there's, it's only open for lunch and dinner, but the menu itself is this all to care, all you care for American flat fare. It's Turkey pot roast, pork, mashed potatoes, stuffing and mac and cheese. You know, it is sort of that Thanksgiving feast. And they also have this amazing Johnny Appleseed warm apple cake with caramel topping on top. It's just delicious. But this is, I think, for a lot of people, not just a Disney rite of passage. It's it's so quintessential um, Americana. And I know for a lot of people, Tim, like... This is where they go around the holidays. And I, when I say the holidays, I mean like from Thanksgiving to post yeah. New Year's. Like they'll come here for Thanksgiving. They'll come here for Christmas. They'll come here for New Year's because it is this sort of family getting together, gathering around arguably the most important place in a home, not just in colonial times, but now, which is the dining table. And it's one of the things that that I love so much. And I think I think dinner is still... It's only like $39, which it sounds like a lot, but it's not a lot. Remember, it's all you can eat um, compared to some other all you can eat. Um, oh, sorry. All you care to enjoy locations. It is it is not um, overly expensive. I think kids are like $20 somewhere around there. But Liberty Tree Tavern, Liberty Square, all of that, without a doubt, um, arguably is the should could be should be depending on how you define it the number one all-american location and food in walt disney world i agree 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 totally the only see for me it's that problem again if i got an evening of big thunder mound space mound ahead of me all i care to eat mushy uh, mashed potatoes and stuffing might not be the best choice but it is that you're right. It's so, so good. I'm going to throw one little honorable mention because I'm sure you got a zillion of them. Um, I this is actually I think Casey's Corner was the first thing I thought of. The second thing I thought of, and I feel like people out there are screaming, "What about what about this?" It reminds me of those nights when you would be staking out your spot, the illuminations, an hour ahead of time, an hour and a half, whatever it was. You're at the center of World Showcase. You're sitting there. You're waiting. You're waiting and you're staring and you're looking at the funnel cake stand at the American adventure. Do I dare? Do I dare? I'll send the kids go over and get me some funnel cake. And then, because I've seen so many people do that. Uh, but yeah, if the, the, it's a simple, it's a simple thing, but the, the funnel cake, which you can get in several places at Disney, but uh, to me, it starts and stops at the American adventure kiosk there. But, and it just reminds me of those uh, the carnivals that come to town and they set up and you get the, the rickety Ferris wheel and the, uh, you know, the little fish pond you get your prizes out of and the stand with the snacks. And today it's like fried Oreos and fried everything else. But absolutely, there's always funnel cake there. And it just reminds me of those days, uh, which, again, go with summers and Fourth of July. And, and I said those traveling carnivals and, and that sort of thing. So that was my one honorable mention I was going to put on the list. So I will sit back, relax, and listen to your 73 
However no, I dig that got. because it does. It it again. I'm very much you know uh, a sentimental kind of guy. I'm going through some sort of weird yeah. like change of life things. <laughs> so everything is. I'm in a very <laughs> very very nostalgic mood, and it got me thinking of as a kid growing up in New Jersey and having funnel cake at the boardwalk, or you know my school or church's carnivals, and then taking my kids yeah. as they were going up to their school's carnival uh, as well. I don't have a lot of honorable mentions. But I have a few that certainly bear mentioning, because I think if you think of what else are all American foods, what else screams America and Walt Disney World, nothing says Walt Disney World. And this is not about the flavors. It's not about the buckets, but it's about the popcorn on Main Street. Specifically, wait for you to bring this up. Yeah, there's something about the, the simplicity, the nostalgia, the idea of just grabbing that little cardboard popcorn bucket you know and walking down the street with your child with your spouse with your friends with your parents whatever it is um i i don't know like if you know you know if you agree you agree if not that's okay but popcorn specifically on main street bears mentioning on the list i also was like what else is truly like an american institution Ordering Chinese food, yes, but what else is a is a record institution? <laughs> it's pizza, and this was a tough one for me um, because where mm. is the best pizza in Walt Disney World is a separate conversation for a, uh, a separate day. But you have to, I think, put pizza on the list. The only place I think would sort of at this point bear mentioning in terms of where I would go for the best pizza would be Vianopoli in yep. uh, Epcot and <laughs> in, in the Italy Pavilion. Or Pizza Ponte in Disney Springs, right outside of um, uh, Marie and Enzo's. I will also say, just because I dig it, another place I think has a wonderful spectrum of all American foods, if you know me, you know me, is the Boathouse. Like, the Boathouse has steak mm. and Maine lobster and Key West shrimp and crab cakes and tacos and New York steak and hamburgers. It is sort of this... You know, salute to all things America in, uh, as you know me, is is a favorite place of mine. And I will quickly point out, depending on when you listen to this, uh, as Disney sometimes want to do, they will have themed food offerings. And, and right now, again, around 4th of July, there is an entire patriotic food guide and patriotic themed foods throughout the parks so columbia harbor house has strawberry shortcake casey's corner has a special hot dog there's a red velvet cookie ice cream sandwich at um plaza ice cream parlor there's an apple pie cupcake at Batcon express a lot of red white and blue themed items through the parks through the resorts you can find it on the disney parks blog the patriotic food offerings um in walt disney world I want to know, though, from you, our friend who is listening, probably starving, where or what is your favorite all-American meal? It could be a singular item. It could be a place. It could be a combination of either or, or both. Let me know 
by one. I'll post this question in the clubhouse. It is our group over on Facebook at www.radio.com slash clubhouse. You can also call the voicemail. I'll play your answer on the air at 407-900-9391. Or you can email me, Lou, at www.radio, and I will hopefully read it on a future episode. And do you know who else celebrates America and all of the countries on our big blue planet? Is, of course... Celebrations Magazine and Guide to the Magic dot <laughs> com. Thanks. Hey, before I before I get into this, there there is one glaring omission. I was sure you were going to honorable mention it, but I don't think you did. And I just want to say because everybody's probably screaming right now. You mentioned Turkey in passing, but I think you got to mention not only this American thing, but this very quintessential Disney snack, the turkey leg. How did we which, not mention the turkey leg? I, I see people are screaming out there. How could you not say now? I will confess. I've never I can never bring myself to get one because they look so big and 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 messy and, and all that side of heaven. But like I said, not that's not just an American thing. That is right up there in like top three Disney snacks of all time. So there we it's out there. So I know if you had a turkey leg, Lou. I have. I, it's been years. Oh, there you go. They're big okay. and meaty and salty, but yeah. yeah, it's a lot. We'll have to do that too. We'll, uh, we'll Rex, absolutely. <laughs> so, when we're done, that oh, yeah, there's Celebrations Magazine. Um, <laughs> hey, but I just wanted to mention so very soon, and Lou, you're going to be the first to know. We're about to officially announce and put up for pre sale. We have a new book coming out to go with our 50th anniversary book we did last year. And this is another uh, hardcover coffee table book celebrating Epcot's 40th year. We go through uh, all 40 years, all the attractions, uh, the origins of Epcot, how it was dreamed up, uh, what it could have been, what it became and and everything. And that's um, coming in the fall. And like I said, we're going to announce an official big pre-sale uh, celebration very shortly and and Lou like I said you will be the first to know I already set aside copy for you so I can't wait uh, I love what you do and yeah. again people can find it at celebrations and I'll link to this in oh celebrationspress.com yes I forgot to say yes so, <laughs> um, yeah I hope you um, enjoyed what really is sort of like our two parts again last week we talked about celebrating America in the Disney parks and this week our top 10 all American foods in Walt Disney World, um, I, again, I'm, I'm I love this country. I am very, very patriotic, um, and you know, like they said, like Captain America said, you might be saying to yourself, Lou, aren't the stars and stripes a little old-fashioned? <laughs> Agent Phil Coulson said, in his infinite wisdom, with everything that's happening, people might just need a little bit of old-fashioned. I think we could all use a little bit of simpler delicious uh, times once again so timmy foster thank you so very much yep. my friend your friend sitting here with us starving in your car or at your desk or at home thank you for being here again and don't forget to share your favorite all-american meal in the clubhouse and uh, tim i look forward to doing this with you and again adding to our oh, you know what we should do oh what we should have when you come down we're gonna have yeah. a contest and we're going to give away a live dining review with me and you at one of the places on our list. Oh, I'm in. I just can't Bring on the hot dogs <laughs> or wherever you're taking. I was gonna say, wow, you're a cheap date. Hot dogs. All right. It's fine. Three hot dogs. I want the bison burger. You sold me on the bison burger. 
time for our Walt Disney World Trivia Question of the Week, where I invite you to test your knowledge of Walt Disney World history or see how you pay attention to the details which you see, hear, remember, maybe even taste. If you think you know the answer, you can enter for a chance to win a Disney prize package. And this week's trivia contest is once again brought to you by you. Because as part of the WWDO Nation, you help bring every episode of the show to life, every live broadcast from the parks, the contests and giveaways, they're all thanks to and by, for, with, and about you. And you can find out how you can help the show for as little as a dollar per month and get exclusive rewards every month like scavenger hunts, group video calls, access to our private Facebook group, shirts, stickers, monthly care packages, early access and discounts to special events, and much more. And don't forget that a portion of your contribution helps benefit our Dream Team project, which benefits the Make-A-Wish Foundation of America. Thanks to you, we've raised more than $550,000 to help children with life-threatening illnesses and their families visit Walt Disney World. You can find out more by visiting www.radio.com support. And I want to quickly thank some new and longtime members, including Judy Miller, Kelly Faulkner, Ben Burke, Mary Locker, and Tony Mendike. I sincerely love and appreciate you. And again, to find out more and join the nation, visit www.radio.com support. Now, before we get to this week's question, we're going to go back, review last week's, and select our winner. So last week, I asked you to tell me, where in Walt Disney World can or could you hear the phrase, ah, that's no big deal. Anybody can do that voice-activating stuff. Watch this. Thanks to everyone who entered. Man, you guys really know your stuff, because this, of course, is from the grandfather in Walt Disney's Carousel of Progress. If you're not sure exactly where it's from, maybe this will help. Tree lights 30% brighter. Oh, that's no big deal. Anybody can do that voice-activated stuff. Watch this. Roar, speak. John, the oven should respond to your voice commands now. That is, of course, Grandpa in the final Christmas scene of Walt Disney's Carousel of Progress. Now, I took all the correct entries, randomly selected one, and last week you were playing for a WW Radio pin, keychain, and bonus mystery prize. And last week's winner, randomly selected, is Greg Hennedy. So, Greg, congratulations. I'll get your prize package out to you right away. Now, if you played last week and didn't win, that's okay, because here's your next chance to enter in this week's Walt Disney World Trivia Challenge. So as long as we're staying on this patriotic, all-American theme, your question this week is to tell me which U.S. president was the first to record his voice for the Hall of Presidents in Liberty Square? What president was the first to actually record and use his voice in the Hall of Presidents in Liberty Square? You have until July 3rd at 11.59 p.m. Eastern to go to www.radio.com, click on this week's podcast, use the form there, and this week... Instead of the pin and the keychain, you're going to play for a WW Radio mug and bonus mystery prize. So good luck and have fun. That's going to do it for this week's show. Thank you so much for taking the time to tune in this and every week. Please let me know your favorite all-American food or location in Walt Disney World. You can come be part of the community and conversation by posting in the WW Radio Clubhouse at www.radio.com slash clubhouse, as well as anything else you'd like to discuss in the Disney, Marvel, or Star Wars universe. You can also connect with me on social. I am at Lou Mangiello on Instagram, Twitter, 
Facebook and LinkedIn. Be sure to like the WW Radio page on Facebook at facebook.com slash WW Radio. And be sure to turn on notifications so you don't miss a thing, not just for our regular Wednesday night WW Radio live show every Wednesday, 7.30 p.m. Eastern. But more importantly, this week, I want to take you somewhere very, very special. And I invite you to please join me on board the christening cruise of the Disney Wish this Wednesday, June 29th through Saturday, July 2nd. I'm going to be sharing live video as well as Instagram stories and posts from the Wish just so that you can experience the entire ship, amenities, activities, staterooms, dining, and everything else the ship has to offer. There's also going to be some interviews and a few surprises as well. I want to take you through the entire voyage from boarding through disembarkation. This way you can see firsthand what the experience is like. This way, when you're ready to cruise on the Wish, you'll know exactly what to expect. By the way, you can still join us on our December 5th WW Radio group cruise on the Wish. For more information, visit www.radio.com slash events. In addition to live video, I am going to be sharing a lot of stories and photos on my Instagram at instagram.com slash lumangelo. And if you have any questions, including things you want to know or see or experience, please post them over in the WW Radio Clubhouse at www.radio.com slash clubhouse. I'm also going to take your questions live during the broadcast to make sure you have everything you need to know. Also, Becky Mankin from Mouse Fan Travel. She's going to be on board as well with me to help answer any travel or booking-related questions you might have. Switching gears just a little bit from cruising on the wish and events we can do together to how I might be able to help you, whether you're looking for a speaker for your conference, your business, your event, or for your school, or if I can help you turn what you love into what you do by taking your idea, your blog, your business, or your brand to the next level. Tickets are on sale for my Momentum Weekend Workshop in Walt Disney World, October 22nd and 23rd. This intimate interactive event is limited to 50 people and we are about 50% sold out. If you are wondering if this is for you or someone you know, if you go to lumangelo.com slash momentum, I also just posted a recap video from last year's event. And if you or someone you know is a speaker and are interested in presenting at this year's Momentum, you'll also find that I just opened the speaker applications again at lumangelo.com slash momentum. And if you like the show, and I hope that you do, all I ask that you please help spread the word, tell a friend, share a link to this or your favorite episode on social. And if you can, take just a couple of seconds to rate and review the show over on Apple Podcasts or leave a quick rating over in Spotify Podcasts. I want to thank some recent reviewers like JS Mem, who says, it's like being there. It's a great podcast. I love to get some Disney magic when I'm missing the world. Lou is full of great and interesting facts. A must listen if you're a Walt Disney World fan. And Luis from Brazil says, it's the best podcast about Disney. Thank you, Lou, for everything you do for the Disney community. Thank you, Luis and JSMM, for being part and creating this incredible community over in the clubhouse, here on the podcast, during the live videos, and at the events that we get to do together. Keep being that positive light and influence and change that you want to see in the world by choosing the good and being the good, an example of the good for others as well. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening, your friendship, your love, your support, and the gift that you give me of allowing me to share something I love so much with you each and every week for 18 years. I love you. I appreciate you. If I can help you, please let me know. I hope that this truly is your best week ever. I hope to see you this week virtually on the Disney Wish. So until next time, see ya. Hey, Lou. My name's Ron. I am from Titusville, Florida. 
not very far from Disney World. Love the parks. I'm loving what you're doing with the show. This is really great. I just listened to your episode all talking about America, uh, the effects of America and Disney, Disney's love of America, and I wanted to share with you. I am a dog-faced soldier. Third ID, U.S. Army, uh, located in Savannah, Georgia. It's a great base, but the mascot of the third ID is Rocky the Bulldog. Rocky the Bulldog was created by Walt Disney himself in 1965, and Walt Disney sold all rights to Rocky the Bulldog to the third ID for $1. This is a little tidbit that every dog-faced soldier knows about. It just goes to show how much Walt Disney loved America and what he was willing to do for the armed forces. Just a little just a little history for you. You probably knew about it, but, uh, you know, spread the word. Uh, thanks for everything you're doing, and see ya. Hello, Lou. It's Christine Martin in Flowertown, Pennsylvania. And I just finished listening to the latest podcast with Kendall Foreman, the top ten, uh, I believe it was, um, American references in the parks. Um, I was listening to you guys talk about the Hall of Presidents, um, and I made a point last July. I got to the park early by myself, and I made that one of my to-dos because I hadn't been there in so long. And I think everybody needs to revisit that regardless of your political views because, like you, Lou, I am so not a political person whatsoever. It's just not my thing. But I walked out of there feeling so proud to be a part of this country and so patriotic and like almost in tears and it helps you it helps ground you into what our country is truly about what democracy is truly about how it all came about in our country and what the presidency is supposed to mean and regardless of your views it's something that we can all get behind and it helps ground us um I think it's definitely a must-see still to this day for everybody. Like, I need to get my kids back in there. Um, I really loved it. The other one that I've heard the narration for but I've never seen is, I believe it's Golden Dreams, um, narrated by Whoopi Goldberg in Disneyland. I love listening to that, and that one's all about, I believe, the, the history of California um, and and the West, how the West was um was built and I there's some very interesting things in that too that I've never that I never knew so I learned history from from that as well um, and I think oh the other thing the uh, what my sister and I are going to try and do my father um, is a Vietnam War veteran um, who was injured in combat um, and has a Purple Heart and is a gigantic Walt Disney and Disney fan. And again, as I've told you guys before, where my love for Disney spurs from. But we wanted to try to get him as one of the veterans to do the flag ceremony in Magic Kingdom and surprise him with that. So we're going to try. I'll let you know how it goes. Anyway, everybody have a wonderful night. Make somebody smile. It's Monday evening in Pennsylvania. Take care. Bye-bye.